0: and welcome to The Lipsticks Podcast, where your hosts are myself, Sarah McDowell, and the absolutely vibrant Jess Pierce. The Lipsticks Podcast is your go-to podcast for good, honest, gay chat. So each week, we will delve and discuss a topic related to the LGBT community. We will also um, pick a news article to discuss with you lovely, lovely people. We also have our, um, our gay word that we'll be adding to the big gay glossary. And Jess will be getting out her big spotlight and shining it ting, shining it ting? shining it on someone awesome doing awesome stuff for the lgbt community hello jess
1: hey Sarah. that was such a nice introduction you sounded so like positively cheerful
0: (laughs) i'm trying i'm actually no i do feel positive because today Marks the day that lockdown restrictions are being eased. Yeah,
1: it's the beginning of the end.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like singing too, um, but yeah, I mean it's baby steps because we're only allowed to meet one other person outside. But I tell you what, I'm here for it. I'm. Um, I love. So I live with my sister, brother-in-law, and um, nephew. And I love them all dearly, but I'm
1: very excited to see some new faces. (laughs) Oh, this is such a vibe. I um, obviously live on my own, and I'm just excited to see a face that's my (laughs) businessman. But I do have a question. So I was wondering if you could only meet up with one celebrity outside, who would you choose?
0: One celebrity apps. It would have to be Catherine Ryan. I knew
1: you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say Catherine <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Why? Who do? You, who would you be up with? Oh, I actually don't know. You know who would I pick? Um, actually, at the moment, probably. Um... Uh, oh, I don't know. Can I come back? To it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought of someone, and then I was like, "Would I? Would I actually?" I'm going to come back to it. I can't answer my well, own question. Just say who who
0: was who you were going to say.
1: I was thinking, um, Billie Eilish, but I don't know why. I just think she's like, I just think she's super cool.
0: Um, I would like to. I pronounce her name differently to you. I've just realised I pronounce her Billie Eilish. It probably is Eilish. It's because Eilish. whenever I say it like
1: that, I think of eyelashes, and then it makes me think I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> So, but yeah, I think I think it would be her currently. She
0: would be an interesting person to have a conversation. with oh, I mean,
1: there's probably more people that I'd I'd want to meet, just like just for the conversation. But I just I don't know. I like a vibe.
0: Another person that just sprung to mind, uh, Michelle Obama. Would love to meet mm-hmm. her.
1: Oh, she, me, yeah, I mean.
0: she would. She'd be an interesting person to have a good old chinwag with. <laughs>
1: Oh, um who else uh, um who else do i want to meet <laughs> see before this i mean once upon a time it would have been jk rowling but we don't we don't stand anymore um but yeah i think once upon a time that probably would have been who i would have chosen interesting conversation interesting conversation <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's not have any blasphemy on the podcast. now I'm joking. Um, right. So, so, so I'm going to introduce what we're going to talk about, Jess. Yes, please. Okay. So this week we have done some research. Yes, we are professional podcast people. We do do our research, and uh, we thought what would be a good conversation to have is around um which social media platforms are the most lgbtq plus friendly um so obviously we've sort of like looked at is it four main ones so we've got twitter tiktok instagram and facebook um obviously there's other ones as well but we don't yeah um our podcast can only be so long. Uh, so we've just sort of like looked into each one and sort of found pros, cons, and just to basically just discuss them, really. We have indeed. So I believe you're going
1: first, Jess. Yeah? Oh, throwing me in at the deep end. Okay. Um, have you got your goggles on? <laughs> hang on. <laughs> I'm just going to put my glasses on now. Um, I do have my goggles on, yeah. Um, Okay, so I have taken on Twitter, which, to be fair, I think is probably my favourite of the four. Um, And I know previously we've mentioned it um, in regards to how transphobic it is as a platform and sort of whether or not it's doing enough to protect people in the trans community. So not too long ago, there was a petition for, an open petition for Twitter to kind of be held accountable. And... To do more to protect people within the trans community because there are a lot of people out there using their platform to spout hate, and obviously that that is a as a massive negative. It's enough to not want to obviously log in and see that. But in regards to pros for Twitter, um, Twitter actually did some research. I think this was last year, so this time last year actually, um, and put out a bit of a survey for its users to kind of feedback on how they were enjoying using the platform how they felt about it and i think the results were actually really surprising um so obviously for anybody who doesn't use twitter which i'm sure probably most people do um it is really great for connecting to other people obviously around the world using hashtags to follow brands and obviously other people businesses movements and things like that and i think it's a really great way to connect with, you know, other people in the LGBTQ plus community. Like it's a really easy way for us to do that. Um, and sort of this consensus came back that said, 56% of people felt comfortable expressing their voice or opinions on Twitter. And, they, and 53% of people felt like they could connect better with people within the LGBTQ plus community, which obviously is over half. It's still not incredibly high, but it is over half. And I think it's obviously a positive thing if people feel more connected to people who are more like them, who like they're seeing themselves being represented um, openly in a space where they feel like they can also express their voice and opinion, Mm. Um, which is obviously a really positive thing. And apparently 63% of people felt that brands are in a good place to connect better with their audience on Twitter as well. So um, 63% of people felt like within their community um, that they felt like brands were engaging like actively with them, which is, again, is a really nice thing that people feel like they're being listened to. They feel like they're being, they're being represented. Um, and I feel like it's such an interesting one in...
0: yeah. Just just to quickly add, um so the two points that you've highlighted there are like so straight away there's a really strong case for why Twitter isn't so LGBT free sure LGBTQ friendly, but is LGBTQ friendly. Um and it's quite interesting to
1: see like both of them like putting them together. Mm, I think so. I think it's it's a super interesting one because obviously out out of all the platforms, I mean like obviously if you think of Facebook, it's very unlikely you're gonna come across something so often if you've not if you're not actively friends with that person. And again, I suppose with TikTok and Instagram, it, it's kind of the algorithm feeds you more of what you consume. Um but yeah. so there is that activeness in being able to be passive if needed. Whereas Twitter, I think, for good and bad, is a really open, easy way to connect with other people. And obviously, You can't control what's trending. You can't control what other people retweet onto your timeline. And sometimes that's a great thing. And you're open to, um, you know, more like-minded people. And you get sort of news stories. That's obviously a lot of what we do with the podcast. Um, But sadly as well, also that means that there is a greater pool of shite that is there (laughs) to be consumed.
0: And and I suppose what what people are sort of getting at is that like um, social media pla- platforms like Twitter need a better way of like handling and managing like hate crimes. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's more so with the um, like the trans community, like maybe because there's obviously certain processes in place that Twitter follow isn't there for hate crimes. Yeah. Um, but Maybe there's like a missing gap there for the the, the trans community and and it like because I read into this article as well and you have like sort of big names leaving um, Twitter as a result. So for example, Munro Bergdorf, Dorf, sorry, Monroe Bergdorf, who is a who is a English model and activist. Um, she um, she or they left the um, platform um for these exact reasons sort of thing so i think yeah like whilst these platforms are like doing good they've also got to sort of address the areas that they're not doing so good on
1: yeah absolutely and i think the probably the the biggest difference with twitter is that it's it's literally so fleeting like it's literally so passive because you know people update that thing all the time it's like i think obviously when it first sort of came about it was literally like a stream of consciousness um but obviously when when you tweet something out it's out there then unless you choose to remove it it's out there and people can see it and it can be shared and retweeted and liked and stuff um so i think naturally it comes down to how you choose to use it and who you choose to follow um but it, it's nice that people feel like they're being heard and that they can yeah. connect with other people. Um, hopefully, Twitter does better in protecting um, people Do
0: Twitter did get into trouble, didn't they, in November 2017 for something? They did. Do you want to go on? <laughs> <laughs> I can go on. <laughs> uh, yes, so um, basically, so obviously this was quite a few years ago. Um, but uh, like, uh, people reported that searches for LGBT-related terms on Twitter, like hashtag bisexual and hashtag gay, stopped working. Um, uh, so when you search for these hashtags, it sort of gave you no results. Um, and like, no, regardless no results regardless of people's content settings um so this led to accusations that the platform is deliberately silencing lgbt voices however uh twitter did come back and say it was an honest mistake um and and it has like at the time they did sort of reveal more details about the issue including like why it happened and what it's doing to fix things um so yes so from for me um it does sound like because every sort of platform or any tool or any software do have their issues don't they And, and stuff like that but i think i think some people saw it as like not great um so twitter went in to say that like um, it's systems look, looks looks at a list of specific terms where, when identifying adult content, suggesting that the words bisexual and gay are included in it. However, the terms in the list are merely one of the signals they use. Since the LGBT-related words affected by by the error aren't inherently explicit, Twitter is, spo- is supposed to look at them alongside other signals to determine if a post should be behind an adult filter. Um, so that was the issue there that, like these terms are sort of, um, like, bringing up an alert or a trigger warning and stuff. So, I mean, it sounds like it was an honest mistake and I don't think Twitter would have maliciously done anything to, like, silence LGBT voices. Um, But that was just something interesting that happened in Twitter's past and I think sometimes, um, like, people don't forget about that kind of stuff, do they?
1: Yeah, exactly. I think it's just a bit of a reminder that, obviously um everybody can make mistakes and things do happen but i think when it's when it's on mass like that i could definitely understand why it would be seen as like silencing
0: but it's good that twitter did address do you know what i mean like they could have handled it in two ways they could have like done the classic buried their head in the sand but they
1: did sort of address it and was like how bad sorry so i suppose
0: (laughs) that's 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 good anyway
1: I do. I think, like, especially within marketing, probably more so than any other industry, really. I think when you cock up, the best thing to do is address it before anybody else does and sort of, you know, highlight the mistake, apologise and do better. And I think it's a good example of them doing that.
0: Yes, definitely. I'm going to talk about TikTok now, Jess. Go for it.
1: Lesbian <laughs> TikToks.
0: <laughs> Lesbian TikToks. See, Hlette, I don't have TikTok um but I feel like I don't need it because I get for example yourself you provide me with my sort of um my fill of TikToks and I can also go on Instagram and go on TikTok what is it lesbian TikToks on Instagram and get my fill there um I just I just fear that if I get another social media
1: platform and I I think TikTok's quite addictive isn't it oh i don't use it actively i think to be fair i probably end up scrolling more on instagram of tiktoks than i do actually on tiktok um but it's it's dangerous you can just find yourself spending hours <laughs> just looking at shit
0: <laughs> and then you're like what have i done with my life right okay so tiktok i've got a um story that sort of says why they're good for the beauty community and one that says why they aren't so first things first um there was an article by the washington post and the title was tiktok has become the soul of the lgbtq internet and um if you read the article and all the sort of articles that because we have addressed quite a few articles and sources and stuff so we will include them all in our show notes um but yeah so the Washington Post sort of tells a story about how there is this um who, this lady who got sort of um disowned like very, very sad got disowned by her family purely because she was gay um it's so sad that this happens it does happen and it it's so sad so so sad um but what she but as you're reading the story you sort of get the feel that she she went to tiktok and she found her like her community she found her her people she found she found people like support basically so she one she found out that she wasn't the only one and there are other people that were in her um position um and the same sort of thing happened um but also like that she felt that going to TikTok was quite positive and she felt supported. Um, so, and I mean, I think, I think that's not just TikTok, is it? I think you could sort of argue that for all the platforms, isn't it? So
1: for sure. Like, I think, I think the thing with TikTok is, um, I guess it's sort of akin to how I mentioned with Twitter, but like the For You page, like all sorts can come up on that. Like the algorithm just shows you things and like whenever I go in on it, it's it's literally just full of mostly gay women. No, but obviously it's awesome seeing people like come into their own and be sort of proud of who they are and be really confident. Um, but I think I said it once in a previous podcast, or it might have just been randomly to say it, that had I sort of seen this kind of content and seen so many people who were openly gay and just, just loving life and being themselves um, at a younger age, I probably would have come out sooner like I think that's a really positive thing like I feel like on Instagram and on Twitter you kind of have to be looking for it a little bit but I I feel maybe I just watch a lot of lesbian TikTok (laughs) but either way I feel like it's such it, it feels really inclusive to me. Okay
0: so maybe it's different then um I am sorry today but I am gonna have to bring something else up that's not so great are you ready? That's absolutely
1: fine go for it.
0: Uh, so, TikTok has acknowledged that it restricts LGBT-related hashtags in some countries as part of its localised approach to modera- moderation. So, a report by the Australian Strategic Policy Institute think tank said many LGBT hashtags were shadow banned. Um, so, shadow banned just means that they, they don't, things don't come up, don't they, when you search, like, they're banned, so you won't be shown content. Um, so this was happening in places like Bosnia, jo- Jordan, and Russia. Um, so so yes, uh, shadow ban limits discovery of content without indicating that a particular hashtag is on a ban list. Uh, TikTok said that some hashtags were restricted to comply with local laws. According to their ASPI, terms that were not linked to content included things like gay in Russian and Arabic, and I am a lesbian. And I am gay in Russian and um, transgender in Arabic. Um, So that was happening. um, But it was found in this research that even in countries where homosexuality has never been illegal, um, this same sort of thing was happening as well. So, I mean, this is a, (laughs) I don't know, this is a quite a tricky one to tackle,
1: isn't it? Um, I guess no so, because I, I think if it's where obviously in some cultures being gay is still seen as a bad thing it's still seen as illegal it's still seen as like frowned upon and I think whilst I understand that I'm not sure if it is would you say it's a, a, a platform's sort of purpose to to mute that if people are actually looking for it or
0: yeah because that's the issue isn't it because even even though it is and it's shit that it is illegal in in some places um like yeah and but the fact that, that that doesn't stop people from being from that like you're not going to stop people from being who they are. So I think if you're, if you're banning it to comply with the rules, you're allowing this sort of this hatred to happen, aren't you? You're allowing.
1: I I guess, but I I, I don't necessarily think it's the platform's responsibility, nor fault, because if you think if they're, if they're sort of at risk of, you know, being sued or something because of, air like illegal activity or illegal promotion of activity or something like that then it's a tricky place for you know somewhere like TikTok to to be in do you know what I mean
0: yeah I, I suppose the, the only thing is that like because of this um these the shadow ban was happening in other countries where homosexuality yeah. has never been illegal I so I think that really that's strange. that's a separate issue isn't it
1: yeah I found that really and, um I mean,
0: I mean, I just, oh, wouldn't it be wonderful if we lived in a world where, no matter where you were in the world, like you could just be who you are. It doesn't matter being gay wasn't illegal or fancying the same sex or like, yeah. But I don't know. It's, I think that's a bit of it's a bit of a tricky one, isn't it? Because I think it's a bigger issue, isn't it? It's not like I think what we're saying is it's it's not the fault of the platform per se is it it's more of a wide issue that needs to be addressed yeah for sure um right do you want to take instagram
1: i will take instagram my second favorite platform <laughs> <laughs> um instagram has very little that sort of you know goes for the cons of it so to be quite honest i mean please do get in touch and let me know otherwise but Most of these stories are positive ones. Um, so we'll just kick straight off. So Instagram is, there was an article in the guardian, which was, Ooh, 2015 now. So I am guessing that this has had a massive uplift since then, but in 2015, Instagram was found as, um, a platform which had over 45 million hits for hashtags such as gay, gay girl or gay," So if you think of just like how many users there are and how many people will be using the hashtags, searching for those hashtags. Like it's it's pretty amazing that so many people have been looking for that and that there is so much content out there that, you know, is, is being shared amongst other people. Obviously Instagram is all about sharing pictures. Um so the fact that people are sort of networking and photo sharing um sort of across the board but especially sort of creating content and promoting themselves as queer people I think is pretty awesome I mean obviously there are some accounts which if you I mean if you look on my for you page it is full of now like I said like lesbian tiktoks but just necessarily (laughs) like the the algorithm will sort of build up things that you will be seen to be interested in or that you're more likely to like Um, and even just like scrolling through it now, like today, there's there's so much gay content on there now. And this article, which was 2015. So that's a good nearly six years ago now. So That, God, that makes me feel old. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is obviously if then it was like 45 million posts, like now, now there must be so much more content. Because yes, it's definitely. just everywhere, which is, which is awesome. We're here for it. Um, so that was one thing. Another wonderful thing that they did. So this was actually um, an article that we saw on parents.com. Um, and this was where Instagram rolled out a feature, which kind of coincided with um, Pride, um, where users could edit their profile and they could choose to either not say or not define their gender or they could select gender non-conforming, which seems like such a simple thing. But actually, I think, I remember like the first time I ever filled out a form, I actually ticked on it that I was a bisexual woman. And it felt so liberating to be able to do that. So imagine being somebody who chooses not to conform to any identity or is maybe questioning, maybe transitioning, like having that option to say, I prefer not to say, or having the option to say, gender non-conforming I think is such a powerful thing and even though it's not necessarily something that you can see on a person's account it must matter so much to people who have you know um, either issues with or fluctuations with their gender, gender identity or people that are kind of you know sort of going through things and still figuring it out like it's nice to have that sort of freedom and not limiting people to choose, you know, are you male or female? I think that's, such mm-hmm. a, I think that's such a cool thing. Um, I'm not sure if other platforms do that, to be honest, it's, it's been a while since I've signed up for something. Um, but I definitely think that, that that's a, a fucking really awesome thing. Um, just in general, obviously, um, it, it it isn't something that it, that is posted, but it is something that will matter to so many people. Do you know what I mean? Definitely, I don't know if I've yes. explained that well. I just I, to be honest, I'm. I, yeah. I'm just a bit like I don't know why this wasn't a thing before, but I'm so happy that it is. If that makes sense. Um. Yes. Another positive story that we have, which was on BBC News, and this links into Facebook, which Sarah will be talking about next. Is that Instagram has blocked services on LGBT conversion therapy? So obviously, for anybody who isn't aware, um, conversion therapy is anything that kind of tries to promote changing somebody's sexual or gender identity based on you know what people normally conform to, what people perceive as normal, um, and. Instagram has decided to block any kind of content or promotional activity or ads, which encourage people to do that, which limit people having the previous choice that we mentioned before of being able to say, hey, I'm non-binary or hey, you know, I am, um, you know, a woman in a man's body or or whatever else, however you might choose to feel or identify yourself, um, which is great. So not only have they given people the option to say, this is who I am, this is what I want to be seen as. But also, a banning anything which kind of is trying to tear that down, if that makes sense. Yes,
0: definitely. Um, and all very important. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so obviously that was a positive for uh, ye old Facebook. Um, I'm going to talk about something negative now with Facebook, Jess, after you've done something positive. <laughs> um so this is another washington post article and the title is facebook blocked many gay themed ads as part of its new advertising policy angering lgbt groups so this was posted in 2018 so a couple of years back so let's hope things have been sorted since then um but In this post, uh, what Washington Post found was that dozens of advertisements mentioning LGBT themes and words that the company blocked for supposedly being political, um, according to a public database Facebook keeps. So these rejections, the majority of which Facebook told the post, were in error. Um, this sort of shows the company's challenges in regulating a massive amount of information flowing through its service. Um, so rather than it being like, like an issue that happened on purpose, it sounds like, again, similar to what happened with Twitter, um, this was an error with software and technology. Um, so, yeah, um, so I think facebook has taken they they want to appear neutral um and in doing so like with the certain filters and things that they set up they ended up censoring lgbt ads um so so yeah so that's a bit of a bad one isn't it (laughs) (laughs) Just Um,
1: just a little bit
0: yes just a little bit um and obviously it angered the lgbt community um but let's but then with anything these sort of issues and things are addressed and then they are hopefully dealt with um so yeah and that was 2 years ago um however so this is some good news so this is a tech crunch um article Uh, And the title of this is Facebook Opens Up LGBTQ Friendly Gender Identity and Pronoun Options. Have we already spoke about that?
1: Uh, We did, but we spoke about Instagram.
0: Oh, so Facebook I, that's what I was like as well. Yeah. So Facebook are doing it as well, or have done it. So um so back in 2014, um Facebook allowed users to choose the gender pronoun they associated with. So aside from the usual male and female options, users can choose up to 10 different gender definitions to describe themselves out of more than 50 options, including transgender, intersex, uh, cisgender. Um, so not yeah, and not only will this now show up on the users about page, but it will also show up in all of the pronouns on the site that refer to that user. Oh, this way users will not only show up as he, him and she, her, but some may show up with the neutral they there. So instead of getting a prompt that says write on Joe's wall for his birthday, the prompt this is good. The prompt will say write on Joey's wall for their birthday.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: It's so, good. Yes. Well done Facebook.
1: <laughs> um. Well done, Facebook.
0: <laughs>
1: well done. That was a bit of a mixed bag, really, wasn't oh, it? It was a bit of a mixed bag. I I think Facebook is my least favourite of them all. Um, but it's really nice that they have that feature.
0: Obviously. I mean, Facebook is my least favourite because of other reasons, I think, but yeah. yeah <laughs> um <laughs> At least they're doing some good for the LGBT community. Um, and I feel that like where things have like where where they've where platforms have sort of got into the badge. Spit it out. I'm spit it out, spit it out. Um I think ultimately, like platforms are social media platforms are ever evolving, aren't they? So let's hope that as society evolves and develops and changes that um social media will do the same and any sort of issues and things that have happened in the past um sort of like get worked on and rectified um so yes and we will we've already linked to the petition haven't we the twitter petition that's going around for um did did we or did we do it on twitter or did we do it in an episode i can't remember we did it in an episode are
1: you all right is your brain gone too much you should juggle today love um yes we did we spoke about it in an episode um i want to say beginning of the show
0: okay <laughs> well we'll link we'll link to it again we'll link to it again um right let's move on jess to move on to this week's article piece Jessy <laughs> Jessy's <Just, please, laughs> article piece and I'm going to talk about uh so this will be like a quick nice one just a sort of nod that um this is this is good so this is a BBC news article and the title is Census 2021 England and Wales gender question a good first step Uh, so inclusion of a question on gender for the first time in the uk census has been welcomed as a good first step by some in the transgender community the voluntary question in the 2021 survey reads is the gender you identify with the same as your sex registered at birth people over 16 can tick yes or no and specify their gender identity so this is good, isn't it? This is
1: great. I think this is awesome. I think it's really cool that um, fucking Alice sounds really pro, like proactive and positive then. But it is. It's so nice. It's nice to just not assume that, you know, whether people were born as that's exactly who they are. It's, it's so important to at least ask, you know, and even if it is the case where people feel like, for example, for me, it was born as a woman. I would identify as a woman. Even in that case, like it's just nice to be asked.
0: Yeah, and I think as well, it's again about being represented, isn't it? Yeah. And um, people can finally put their their real genders now, can't they? Yeah. Um, so how they feel like how they identify, it's rather normal. than being put into a pre-conformed old society box of either male. female there's yeah there's loads more so I think this is welcome news
1: I think that's awesome I think it's normalizing something which absolutely should be normal and it's getting more people talking about it and I think as we've said on multiple occasions like the more you are um, exposed to something the more you see it as acceptable and normal and not something that you know should be feared or confused or questioned
0: the only potential issue that I see is the fact that it's only for people 16
1: years of age and older I reckon because I reckon hmm? the reason for that though is something to do with when you're technically not classed as a child anymore
0: yeah but you still might I don't know I can see that being a problem area because you could be 14 13 and and still because
1: I think yeah yeah. And still have a good idea of who you think you are.
0: Yeah, because we, um, I do remember that, I, my brain hasn't gone completely to pot. <laughs> I remember in a previous episode, there was someone's daughter who was 13. Yeah. And they were like, these are my pronouns. I am they, there." So it is, I mean, do you need a cut off point or do they? I don't know. But anyway, it's good news, isn't it? Right. Let's move on
1: let's um sorry i was just um i was just trying to figure yeah. out what the um consensus age was generally and it's actually classed as anything between 14 to 18 so that is interesting
0: hmm interesting well, that might be a future development mightn't it hmm Jessica, Sarah, I know it's not Sunday and I'm only allowed to call you Jessica on Sundays. <laughs> but please do ask me what this week's uh, gay word of the week is. Sarah, what is this
1: week's gay word of the week?
0: <laughs> well, Jess, we're going with, and I hope you'll agree that this is going to go into our big gay glossary, 100
1: footer. Oh, yes. I didn't realise this was the word. I didn't didn't know before that this was the word, but I'm so happy because I actually used it yesterday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, a 100 footer, for those who have never heard of this before, this is someone who is obviously... Um, gay queer lesbian from a what like from from from
1: 100 100 100 feet yeah obviously this is looking at somebody who is aircraft stereotypically gay who just radiates and exuberates gay energy a gay sort of dress sense just how they hold themselves is gay everything about them from like 100 feet away it's obviously gay obviously
0: yes I I feel like <laughs> this term is very like it's confident isn't it like, yeah people are confident if you're a hundred footer you are confident in who you are you you want to like yeah you want to make it obvious for people and so you should i, so, love, it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love it i love I, what what feet would you say you are <laughs>
0: well we've had this conversation that we both get well I get told that um I I, I don't appear to be gay so I'm probably a 0. 0.0001
1: footer do you think your energy's gay I don't know you can you can tell me when we finally meet when we finally meet which will be soon I feel Sometimes. like my I don't think my energy is necessarily gay I think it's just um you know that kind of flirty that's not really flirty, but it's um I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> Do you know like super duper friend, super duper? That's gay. Um like overly friendly, like lots of energy, like like a dog, like really energetic and happy and stuff. Is this making uh, any, uh, <laughs> any sense? Is this making any sense?
0: It is making sense. It, even with my brain mush, it is making sense. Um, But yes, right. Um, are you going to get your big spotlight out? <laughs>
1: um, I am going to get my big spotlight now. And this week, I thought I'd go for something a little bit different but also going for something that hopefully is positive news for a lot of people. So as we know there is a bit of a rollout plan now with lockdown and things are becoming a bit more accessible and that means that quite a few things are back in full swing Um, and as many people may know Pride weekend, um, so Manchester Pride weekend, is usually over the bank holiday in august and the tickets have been released and the plans are for the festival to go ahead um and i thought this was a really cool thing to shout out because obviously um last year everything was kind of off limits um and people couldn't enjoy things in the way that they normally would have um and i think it's it's super positive that people have things to look forward to again and pride is one of them so i think for anybody who is part of the community whether they're with a partner or whether they're single or they just want to connect with people and celebrate you know how wonderfully gay they are then i think this is a really cool thing to have in the calendar to look forward to again
0: yay i'm very excited for this i'm very excited very excited for normal um but yes so i do love a pride as well they're always good fun and Manchester's a beautiful city. I do like
1: Manchester. Oh, you're so cute. Right, Jess, look at the time. Look at the time. Bloody hell. I'm surprised, um, surprised you're not saying you need to go for, for dinner because it's so late.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm more thinking of how long we've
1: been rambling for. We've been rambling for uh, a long time. This is what happens when you podcast after work
0: oh gosh yeah. <laughs> we normally people we normally podcast on a sunday so we like we're more rested and our brains are more fresh but we've both been had been hard crafting at work haven't we and <laughs> and now my brain is just ready to sleep so um yes i think that brings us to the end of this week's lipsticks podcast yes it does indeed Um, We hope you've enjoyed this week's topic and what we've been chatting about. If you would like to get in touch with us, if you'd like to suggest a topic, if you would like to come on and talk with us, um, yeah, Uh, if you just want to say hi, come and say hi. Uh, So we have our email address is thelipstickspodcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter,
1: aren't we? we are on twitter we're on twitter at the lipstick pod beautiful <laughs> <But> also... <laughs> huh? i love saying the word pod it reminds me of pod. pod
0: pod 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 poddy, pod pod <laughs> um if you search the Lipsticks podcast but also on instagram as well um if you've not yet subscribe to us please do because that helps um our numbers (laughs) and yes it also when a new episode goes live you will be notified so you never miss an episode um and if you want to give us a review that would be flipping fabulous as well wouldn't it Jess?
1: it would we'd be ever so grateful
0: (laughs) ever so grateful right there's only one left thing to say or maybe two because, uh, yeah, I don't think Jess likes my sign off. But see you next Tuesday, folks.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, <man. laughs> see you later, everyone. <laughs> Bye.